and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. This guest episode is my absolute pleasure to bring you the conversation that I had with Mr. James Walsham, aka The Honest Bloke. Uh, James started his page on Instagram, The Honest Bloke, at the start of lockdown, and I've seen it grow, and I've seen him grow, actually, from when he first started it, which is brilliant to see. So I had to get him on to have a chat about the process of everything, the books that he's been reading alongside all the other research that he's been doing. The Honest Bloke's intention is to change the conversation around men's mental health. Now, you're three times more likely to kill yourself as a man than you are of a woman, and it is one of the biggest killers of men in between 25 and 40. What's the reason for that? I don't know, but I think it probably has something to do with men being pretty shit at opening up. I've definitely been one of those in the past, and my life has got considerably better since I've started being a bit more honest and open with my mental health. That's why I think me and James have such a good vibe, because we are open and honest. So this podcast is just two honest blokes having a chat about books, mental health, and all of the good stuff. Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors at BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is an online therapy providing service. Do you ever feel like something is like interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving what you want to achieve? I definitely have before. That's where I went to therapy and I've been having therapy online since I came back from Australia in March and it helps so much with your mental health, having someone with a non biased opinion to chat to about all of your shit now better help will assess what your needs are you'll run through a process with them and they'll match you with your own licensed therapist if you don't like that therapist it's free and easy to change you can start communicating with them within 48 hours but it's not like a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling so it's something that you will have to commit to it's something that if you're ready to do the work then the time is right for you if it's something you're going to go into sort of half-assed maybe it's not right just yet but i'd strongly recommend doing it even if you don't use it through better help now better help have very kindly given me 10 percent off for your first month it is a subscription service and it works out at about 40 to 50 percent cheaper than normal counseling so if you want to take charge of your mental health and really start looking into it then you head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and you'll be put in touch with a therapist within 48 hours. And if you want to, you can even text them. I'd say probably don't text them and just speak to them over the phone or on video call. But that option is there, which is pretty cool. And you do all your communications through the app. So I repeat for 10% off your first month, it's betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read. And all of that information is on the description. But now, Let's hand it over to myself and James. Welcome to A Need to Read. I feel a little bit weird just like sat across from the sofa looking at you, a couple of microphones in our face. Yeah, it's, it is strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll like, yeah, give it, give it a couple of minutes. We'll, yeah, we'll settle into it. Ease into it. It's, um, I didn't want to go in dry, but I mean, I will. Um, <laughs> tell the people about you. James Walsham, the, AKA The Honest Bloke. Yeah. So... Explain to the people what it is you do. What is your about? Um, so, basically, I've got a social media account that basically I mainly host it over on Instagram. Uh, it's called The Honest Bloke, and I guess it was I created it at the start of lockdown. Actually, started that as a bit of a, mm-hmm. a bit of a passion project, similar time to you starting this. Actually, yeah. so um, yeah, I, I kind of got it off the ground. It was something that I'd had on the back burner, an idea for a long time. 
and um i think it's basically it's it's a, it's my social media page it's a space for me to kind of show up and i mean clues in the name be honest about stuff uh i think that the kind of angle of it is all about yeah being honest about the things that as particularly as men we, we probably aren't honest about with ourselves and with other people um mm. whether it be the things that we struggle with our emotions um feelings just life the shit that we go through yeah. um and i always like to say it's it's not like a i don't exclude women from the conversation i think yeah, a lot yeah. of the stuff that comes out actually ends up applying a lot to, to anyone and everyone yeah but um yeah i always just sort of yeah say it's through the angle of the lens of, of a man as i am one so yeah. <laughs> i mean you've got a, you've got to play to your strengths and being a man is obviously what you are yeah i know you're, you're not excluding women there because mental health doesn't discriminate when it comes mm. to like men and women although for some reasons the statistics kind of like lean towards that it does yeah. because a lot more men are killing themselves a lot more men are depressed yeah and obviously what you're doing is trying to step in and be like look guys let's be a little bit more honest about the stuff that we've got going on so you don't have to bottle it and just man up and just be yeah. a bell end about it. I hate all that. I hate all that shit. I really do. Um, but it's. It, I say I hate it, but I, I understand it. And yeah. um, last, last, particularly the last probably two, two and a half years, I think my attention shifted from my own challenges with my, with my own mental health more to that kind of broader, like what's what's going on with men. Yeah. Um, you know, suicide statistics was it was a big one that kind of spoke to me, and yeah, I just think it's something that we, whilst individually as men, we're all very different, and we've all got our own lives and. You know, there's there's a correlation. There's a there's there's something going on, and mm. um, yeah, just trying to whether it's through serious conversation or like just maybe some content that takes the piss out of us ourselves yeah. as men. Um, yeah, just trying to start the conversation really. So uh, and it's it's been going really well, man. It's yeah. been going. I, I love it. I feel very um, feel very at home doing it. So that's good. You feel like this is kind of like you're you're pursuing like a purpose. Like I know you said it was like a passion project, but passion very soon can become a purpose yeah yeah for sure i think it's uh one of the i'd say challenges that i'm having at the moment and i'm very grateful because whilst i don't know you've talked a lot about the job that you used to really hate is the job yes. that i actually do um, yeah, yeah. so obviously i mean we'll, i'm sure we'll talk about how you and i know each other mm. but um I, I work in the office that, that you used to work in and um I'm, I'm very grateful that i've got a you know, especially during this year, I've got a, a job that allows me to pay my bills. Mm. Um, the yeah, I'm, I'm financially stable. Um, but since this all kicking off, and you know, really, just yeah, enjoying it so much and feeling like it's a space that I want to kind of move into, I've, I've just I resent the amount of time I have to spend in an office Monday to Friday. Yeah, like it's it's hard work. But. You're very you're very good at um, enjoying that job. Like because I. I, pre I pretended for a long time this is so for those of you that won't know which will be a lot of you um i used to work in a, a health so yeah in, health insurance sales so, so like mm -hmm. in in a call center scenario but not your typical call center it was it was a step above that um but i just i hated it and, and by the end i yeah. really resented everyone that was there and the reason like when you first joined mm -hmm. how many words would you have got out of me didn't get any out of you. Yeah. You're a miserable bastard. Yeah, you walked I didn't... past me about three times in the corridors. <laughs> and I thought, I know that guy from somewhere or just whatever. He looked like he could be cool. Didn't like speaking nah. to people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, never, just never really had a conversation with yeah. you in that environment. But obviously mm -hmm. since getting to know you afterwards, totally get it. 
Yeah, so. not a miserable bastard. Well, not much of a miserable bastard, but like I, it was at that stage, I'd, I kept getting signed off and I'd go back in the office like three or four days and my heart would be going the whole time thinking, I cannot do this, I cannot do this. It's, yeah, it's just different. It's just different backgrounds and different journeys into that job. Like, yeah. You, you, I, I can totally get why you absolutely fucking despised it. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I've had a very different journey into it and it gives mm. me a lot of things that I'm really grateful for in terms of culture, in terms of security, in terms yeah. of, you know... Um, yeah, and also I think that you were probably there at a time where things maybe were a little bit different in terms of culture as well. So Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. The culture shifted from when I started to when I finished, but the good news is the, the things we have in common is we like the same people that work there and we also dislike the same people that um, yeah. work here. So yeah, we have, we, we, I still work there, mate, so please don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, yeah, I can, throw, throw me right under I can, the bus. I can drop the name in, it rhymes it. No, don't. <laughs> no, I'm not going um, So... Of where when did this start? Like when when did you realise like well I'm not I'm not showing up I'm not being honest either with myself or all the people around me. Uh, probably the first time I ever shared anything where I felt you know any anything related to my mental health was uh, December 2015, mm-hmm. and it had been about a year since uh, I moved back from Australia. I lived in Sydney for two years. Yeah. Um, and I'd been struggling really, really badly with what was, I mean, I don't like to call depression for me is, is a symptom, you know, I don't, mm. I don't, you don't just get depression, but you know, I'd, I'd been really, really depressed and just defeated and hopeless for about a year. And I moved, yeah, again, I'd moved back to, to the UK. I was, uh, I was in a, a job that I used to do before I went to Australia. I was uh, a store manager for a phone company for Vodafone yeah um I had about 25 people that worked in my store you know sort of direct reports to me it was I mean it was stressful it was again that was a job that really wasn't a great culture and I'd had all these issues personally yeah and I knew that I was kind of I could feel it like day after day after day week after week just beating me and it got to a point where I knew that when you have to show up and you you know you're walking into a, a building every day and you've got people who look at you as their you know, I mean, it wasn't, again, it wasn't a job that changed the world, but you still had 25 people that you needed everyone to... Everyone needs a phone, mate. Although, well, they don't need it, but like <laughs> everyone everyone does need a phone. So it's almost, but, someone's got to do it. You're yeah, doing the Lord's sure. work, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but more in terms of, because it, it was never about the, the industry. It wasn't about, I don't give a shit about phones or telecoms or whatever. Yeah. But I still enjoy people. And when you work and coach people and, you know, you want to be, you want to be someone that, that is, is strong in that position. And I, mm. I was fucked. Like, yeah. you know, day after day, it just really started grinding me. And it was because I just had all this shit going on personally inside that I just knew I'd, I'd, I'd need to, I need to find a way that of actually dealing with it. And I woke up one morning and just decided to, just, I just started writing on Facebook like a post. Mm-hmm. And I just did my best to articulate what I'd been going through, why I wanted to share it to, you know, hopefully just help other people and yeah. also get rid of that shame. And that was the first time I ever put anything out there and i think i kind of really showed up honestly um and yeah to this day people still mention that post to me yeah like, you know they remember that oh yeah yeah well, that was really really good james and um, again it made me feel yeah it made me feel really good because it wasn't mm. it was it allowed me to get rid of yeah whatever that just needing to put a brave face on every day yeah the kind of the fear of rejection maybe like when mm. when you are going through something and you you think about all right well i'm i'm going through it now 
am I going to tell people? A lot of people get to that tipping point and they're like, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to do it because I I'm, no, I might feel shame or it won't be well received. Mm. But the common theme is people share something like that, be it publicly. There'll be a few people out there that are just a bellends that will just blow, oh, well, they're just a, like seeking attention or something. It's like, yeah. well, actually attention is just what that person needs and they're doing absolutely the right thing. So there's going to be maybe like one in 10 that will think, oh, attention seeker, because those bellends will always yeah. exist. And, and I never, I, I actually, that post, I didn't get a single bit of negative feedback. Yeah. Every single person who liked, commented, shared mm. on that was just wonderfully, it was, it was so, so wonderfully received and they were so kind and supportive and... <clears throat> you know, actually congratulated me and said, that's really fucking brave, mate. And yeah. yeah, that was that was the first time I ever really got to grips with that whole notion of it's okay to talk or it's not just okay. Like it is, it's part of the process of healing and fixing your shit. Like yeah. it's just every, like I get where the fear comes from and felt it for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, just, just fucking do it. Start talking. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a very scary thing that first time that you talk and then and then from there was that something that was quite a common theme it's like okay well i've got past that first barrier did it feel almost easier or was that anxiety before opening up still there because like, i i find even now even though i'm quite well practiced in just sort of like being yeah. open and honest about it like i i feel that that fear that anxiety before i open up every every time it's the same um, yeah i it think a little bit easier I, yeah I, for me it made it a lot easier because it was almost the gateway to actually doing like doing the work and and like figuring out what what is it yeah um because again for me depression is a symptom and mm. it's it's a symptom that when you feel it you can feel really quite well you feel fucking shit don't you you feel down mm. you feel like you've got no purpose you feel like you're not good enough and <clears throat> you can when you're believing that story when you're believing that story in your mm. head and what it's trying, you know, it's trying to convince you to stay in that yeah. story and keep believing it. You're the main so, character. You've got, to, you've got to keep the show going. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, then obviously done a lot of work around understanding that that's, it's, it's your ego that wants to keep you in that zone. So, um, after that, I mean, I would say I've actually become very, very comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I'll always feel comfortable talking about how I feel. But I think it's also that whilst that's maybe like the first step and like the gateway to kind of, yeah, feeling open and starting to explore whatever shit is going on inside, it, it's not all of the work. No. So that's where it's like, it's, it's yeah, right. You're on your journey now once you've started talking about it. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, whether it's talking to a friend, whether it's talking to, you know, when you get to it, you can get to talk to, you know, a professional, a therapist, a counsellor. Yeah. Then that's where, that's where the work really kind of happens and the, you start putting pieces together and understanding what actually yeah. is going on inside yeah it's um it's a tough process isn't it when you actually first start doing the work so obviously that anxiety and that fear like sometimes i feel when i speak to my therapist like there's times where like i'll go through a session i'm like oh that was a breeze and i finish i'm like you didn't even say what you were thinking over the last week <clears throat> donut yeah so like this this past week of, at the week of recording was like my most intense therapy session after like the first 15 minutes she was like oh you seem like quite angry quite like pent up steady like really passionate about yeah. what you're talking about and then by the end of it i was just like crying my eyes out for like 10 minutes and after that therapy session although i felt absolutely wiped out mm -hmm. like emotionally just like drained I was like, that was the best therapy session of my life because i felt that I, I reached that tipping point of like am i gonna sound 
crazy yeah like in said loosely when i say this stuff and yeah that's the most common lie that our egos tell us is mm. that the stuff that we're feeling inside is so embarrassing and so shameful and also so individual and unique to yeah, us yeah. and that it's like unnatural and fucked up so every time i've ever shared anything that resembled remotely that feeling inside of nah mate that's that's not right you shouldn't be feeling these things you shouldn't be yeah. thinking these things like you're you're a fucking nutcase or you're, yeah, you're yeah. mental or whatever when you end up sharing them it ends up landing in a way that whether it's on, on social media myself yeah. whether it's in a in a therapy session you end up just fucking realizing it's super normal yeah and it's just not it's it, it yeah it's actually a very human thing whatever it is that you're feeling and there's, there's also that there is reasons why you're feeling that way like i've always described the process of therapy as someone you're just telling your story to someone and that someone is someone who actually knows how to ask the right questions to yeah. get you to think and then they'll just read your story back to you but they'll read it back to you in a way that makes you understand yourself better and yes. it's just which on oh, by the way just you've just said on your podcast you might have said it before but fucking fair play for you you know saying that you've you know cried in your session you're really fucking angry like it's unreal like yeah letting that shit out whether it was in that session or now publicly no one can fucking use it against you. You can't feel shame about that now. Oh, no. I like, I, I will never feel shame about going to therapy. I used to. Mm. And I remember it was a conversation where obviously sat in my conservatory right now. I was sat out there yeah. the summer of last year. In, I think it was August. And I was sat there with my ex-girlfriend and we were talking about work. And that's when I first like I started crying. And I was like, I, I didn't want to talk because when I spoke, I was crying. And she's like, like, who do you think cares if you cry? And I was like, Oh shit! No one does. Love it though because you. I'm very envious yeah. of the fact that you can cry. Yeah. The reason the reason I say that is because I don't feel shame of crying, mm. but I only recently started trying to connect with it mm. because for years and years and years I have only ever cried when I've reached like serious, complete and utter breakdown. Oh yeah. Um, and the the, the thing that came up for me recently i talked to you about it before was i uh, i'd never ever cry watching like tv shows or yeah, films yeah. or anything like that and it was a couple of weeks ago i was watching an episode of sons of anarchy and it was like the finale <laughs> and i could feel that little feeling that comes up inside you where the crying's about to like and that that, that does that does happen for me yeah, yeah but literally for the last 30 years of my life anytime that's ever happened i can shut that shit down yeah. I can literally, and it's just, I've been conditioned to just be like, you don't, you don't fucking cry watching TV, mate. You, you never do that. You ain't doing it. Like that ain't, and I don't, I, the narrative isn't, you're not manly. You just like, it's just, you don't fucking do that, mate. You're fine. Yeah. And I will just push it back down. And I've mate, do you know what? This time I'll let it, I, I really like tapped into it. And I was yeah, like, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this, I'm going to let this happen. Bald my fucking eyes out. <laughs> and it was unreal yeah how'd you feel after i felt like i have got a fuckload more crying to do yeah i've got like all of this like energy and whether it's trauma or shit yeah. that i need to get out and have a good fucking cry about i can't tap it like i don't know if i need to just go back and watch this episode <laughs> fucking see like this show again you know, but, you know you know when you have a good chag right yeah you know the feeling post jag yeah yeah i feel like that's what it is post cry yeah, it's, I, I am celibate at the moment. So uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
it's been a while, mate. Don't yeah, remind me, too. me of no, the no, good no. times. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I also am am that. Um, <laughs> so, Consciously or just by accident? Yeah, no, I was just lying. Um, <laughs> but that's 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 what I feel like in terms of like when you cry, you get that sense of relief. Like, and there are a lot of people like that that I've spoken to. Like, I'll, I'll talk about my crying. They're like, oh my god, I wish I could cry like that. I don't like. I just don't. Yeah, I don't do it. But for me now, I I have like really obsessive thoughts. So if I if something enters my head, as opposed to like I don't know, I try so hard to just like accept the thought, sort of let it float away. Mm-hmm. But if you catch me in between like three a.m. and seven a.m., it's when I get up in the middle of the night. I think of something, and then I'm just goes around and round. Just and round. goes around and round and round. I try yeah. to meditate. Just it will just stay going in my head. Like you know, um, the motorcycle people that just go around the inside of those balls. Don't yeah. know how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, something to do with gravity or something <laughs> speed that's that's what my head gets like and and that was the first thing that i i spoke to my therapist about this week because yeah. i was talking about those thoughts and that was like it was a scary thing for me to do but i did it and then i and then i felt great i was after. gonna say that yeah. feeling afterwards is, is what you, it's pushing through that fear isn't it yeah and actually getting to that point where you we've all got that energy in us like we've mm. all got shit that has happened to us things that really upset us and we didn't process it properly it's all about processing emotion Mm. in a healthy way yeah um suppressing it or not being allowed to um whether that was when you were a kid or you know whether that is even in 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 adulthood it transfers into that that Mm. inability to actually honor yourself and honor your emotions and if something either pisses you off or hurts you or upsets you or whatever being able to process that and deal with it in a healthy way so it doesn't stay like locked up inside yeah yeah the uh well it's the black dog that winston churchill called it yeah he's like the black dog of depression Mm -hmm. so um that's that's how we met (laughs) yeah i mean that's your that's your story so that's mate that's a good a good introduction to the podcast and in terms of work that you do now i know you're you're implementing and and i've watched this from over the last six months implementing little different things into your life Mm -hmm. each day and you're just adding a minute at a small time. So you're doing the right thing in terms of not going. I'm going to have a four minute cold shower, read 100 pages, um, not masturbate, uh, have three back coffees and then do 400 press ups and 30 squats um, yeah. before 7 a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're yeah. implementing. Tried that. that. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, not not quite. Yeah, but pretty much I tried something that intense um, and it didn't work. So, yeah, it's just been like slowly implementing. Yeah. And Shit. and what would you say, like o- over the last six months, has been the one thing, or yeah, the one thing that has has helped you the most, just in terms of like mental clarity throughout the day, or just that general feeling of being better, maybe. As well. uh, so meditation, a hundred percent. I've I've meditated on and off for three three years, mm. and I. Yeah, I'd definitely say that meditating is, it's a practice of quieting your mind. Mm. And everyone, you know, whether you hear meditation and if you don't know anything about it and you think it's just some like hippie as fuck, like bizarre practice where you've got to sit around and, you know, do those little circles with your hands and cross your legs and go, um, like, don't get me wrong, you can, there, there, there is that yeah. aspect of it. But like meditation is just, all it is, is learning to quieten your brain mm. and just pay attention to yourself check in with yourself and yeah i use i use uh, the waking up app 
Sam yeah, Harris, Sam which Harris I think you've said is you like you've tried it before. <clears throat> they are pretty like they're a bit oh, they're intense. intense. Um but it's because I tried using a headspace and the guy's voice just really fucking annoyed me. <gasps> I can't believe that. Um, like oh he's he's good, he's so good, but I don't know why he's just his voice just annoys the absolute fuck out of me. Oh really? Um yeah. Do you Port feel Boat. one Andy is his name, I think. I yeah, think. Andy Frizella or something. I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm sure he's making a no, lot no, no. of money and doing Mate. a great service and changing people's lives. I saw this morning it was like one point five million people have meditated already today and they're all paying like 40 70 pound a year so like he's doing all right he doesn't care he doesn't about care what you god bless you mate you're do doing you think, great work <laughs> do you think like having longer hair has helped with your meditation do you think oh mate i was, I was having this oh, i literally had this this conversation with a guy that uh, so a guy called ben who i had on instagram live the other day he's i don't know if i'm just trying to be him because he's he's ahead he does similar work to me he's operating in a kind of like men's space and like figuring out masculinity and you know all that kind of shit um, and he's got really long hair and I did, I've kind of wanted to have it like I've thought about it and I've tried growing it out a few times but lockdown was the opportunity wasn't it mm-hmm. and yeah I just I said to him I was like is it like a rite of passage that if you want to become like some like spiritual woke motherfucker like you've got to grow your hair out yeah. and look like a fucking or go bold that's yeah, what well, I've been trying well you went the other way mate I like what you've like you yeah, done yeah yeah for the camera I like what you've done with the lid mate it looks good yeah. <laughs> I realise that my head's a little bit pyramid shaped I'll point out an angle but um, maybe maybe that's what it is maybe I've actually underneath all of this got some horrible shaped head who knows at least you're hiding it if you have like no, it, yeah. it's not going to offend anyone it never anyone. be discovered so we've got meditations one thing you've implemented now yep. actually before this you were saying, oh, thank God, like, you got me into reading. Yeah. But, like, I obviously haven't got you into oh, it. Oh, yeah, but... we should probably talk about books, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah we'll get we'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> um, like, a, a, what have you been reading of late? I know you do a lot of, like, online study and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but what's, what's... Let's go for your top three books in terms of doing your work, as it were. Doing the work, so... And we'll okay. spend, we'll, we won't have to rush through this at all. No, that's cool. Um, I straight away, like, yeah, so first of all, yeah, I did say to you before we started this, I'm very grateful to you and I need to read because actually, mate, the fucking work you've done is, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, well, I started listening to you when we connected back in like March, April. Yeah. And um, since then, let's just name them. The Alchemist, uh, Memoirs and Misinformation by Jim Carrey. Uh, those are audio books that I've listened, like I've done them mm. audio book. Um, Ego's the Enemy, Ryan Holiday. Um, did I say The Alchemist? Yeah. Yeah, I've said that. Uh, just read uh, The Truth by Neil Strauss, which is my favourite book ever. Mm. I'm definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm halfway through Midnight Library on audiobook. Nice. Uh, which is incredible. Oh, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of time for him. Um, I'm sure there's like another... What was that beep? Camera. All right. That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah and a couple of other books as well I think um, I have yeah top three though oh yeah and obviously in the men's group which we'll plug that get get some get some lads in there um, basically I run a men's group um, launched it two weeks ago got nearly I think I've nearly got like 100 blokes in there now already yeah. and um, basically that is just an area where men can show up and talk about their shit and ask for support ask for advice yeah we're all you know Supporting the fuck out of each other and leveling honest up. Honest blokes. The honest blokes society. So yeah. we're all honest blokes in there. Yeah. And uh, that's basically just the, that's kind of like just the, all of the things that you need to do to get in the group. Mm. You need to be a bloke and, or identify as a bloke, have, you know, absolutely fine. 
and um, just show up and be honest. Yeah. Talk about your shit. I, I love the idea of it. And I, I think it's one of those things that like blokes listening, there's there's a few of you. Hmm. Um, and when I say a few, like I mean potentially just three because you know, the, the women listenership to this the podcast ladies, is high. So shout, yeah. out, shout out to the ladies, <laughs> shout out to the boys. Um, it's, it is a great place. And like I, I was skeptical. Like I've said to James, like when, when this came out, I was like, look, mate, I don't get involved with things like this. I don't like <laughs> group well. activities. I, I said I don't like group activities, and I said if you ask me for my goals, I'm out. You said I don't like an- accountability. I don't <laughs> like setting goals. Look, I'll fucking join it, but yeah. So, I mean, we've got in there. So yeah, nearly a hundred guys in there. We started book club, and, and the book club book this month is um, I used to be a miserable fuck by yeah. John Kim. Which yeah, I, I mean, I've literally read like ten pages of it so far. I've just read the intro, but. Mm it's already just landing and connecting with all the, the kind of work that, that I want to, like me, that I want to do and I want that, that everyone in the group to do it, it seems yeah. like. An, and that was your recommendation. So thank you, sir. Well, it was actually uh, Steph Connolly. So shout out to Steph. Oh, Steph. <clears throat> oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, she recommended it to me. I, you know, you got to pass it forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's going to be the first book for the book club. I, I, am I heading up the book club? We're sort of shared, we're, yeah, mate, shared we're, responsibility. Yeah, I feel like we're both in there. We're both just, yeah. Know, I don't, I don't know how, we, how we're both showing up about it, but mate, we're, we're in there. We're talking about books. So. Yeah. So if you don't like the books in my book club, um, which of course you can join by hitting the link in the description, um, yes. come to the Honest Boat site and join the book club there because it will be different to the books that I sort of generalise for everyone um, in that particular book club. Yeah. So if you're one of the boys and you want to be an honest boy, then come come join us over there. Um yeah, links in my bio, by the way. At yeah, the, links. at the honest bloke, just click the little <laughs> link tree, um, and just request to join. Like it's it's fucking quality in there. I'm having such a good time. Yeah, nice. Um, so let's talk about that Neil Strauss book. Oh, mate, it is just like I yeah, thinking about that book, like it is absolutely fucking just not changed my life. I haven't implemented anything because it's not it's not a self help book. No, it is for anyone who doesn't. Or who hasn't heard? Yeah, of sorry, Neil what's Strauss. it called? <laughs> so it's called the truth. The truth, um, and it is basically the follow-up to uh, the game. And to anyone who has never heard of Neil Strauss or the game, um, it's an extraordinarily problematic <laughs> and dated uh, book about. So Neil Strauss actually became basically the world's most famous or her- heralded pickup artist, and if the the game is all about how to kind of almost oh, it's horrendous like leverage and manipulate women into bed basically how to bang bruh yeah like, like that it is and it is but the the mechanisms or the mechanics involved in what they what he does and how yeah he, it yeah as i say it's it is very it is very problematic it's but, questionable but mate most blokes would do it if they knew like yeah. like at some point in their life, like if, if at 18 someone said, Oh, mate, if you read this book, guess what age I was when I read it? Oh, 18, <laughs> literally yeah. 18. It's like, if you read this, you can shag as many people as you want. I'll be like, Well, I mean, could someone read it to me? But yeah. like, I wouldn't read it, but like, it's a nice idea. Um, but you see all that stuff on like on the internet, you see like pickup artists and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it is lame and like lines and stuff. It's uh, proper. It's I lit. It's small dick energy in it. Yeah, like, it is proper small dick energy. And um, yeah, so I I I was at my mate's house about a month ago, and he I saw this book by Neil Strauss, and I actually already followed him on uh, Instagram because 
by the way, not because he is a womanizing piece of shit, because he's obviously fucking seen the light and <laughs> become like a like his content is just phenomenal now. Um, but I didn't quite know the journey between the two. And I saw this book and it was called The Truth. And I said, mate, can I read that? He said, yeah, take it away. And yeah, it basically follows you through his, his journey of once he decided that he wanted to, he wanted to stop shagging every woman in the world. Um, Everyone has to make that decision at some point. I yeah, think there's, there is there is definitely a time where you say enough is enough. Yeah. Like, like that's me, by the way. And yeah, I'll talk probably talk about celibacy in a bit because I'm yeah. celibate as fuck at the moment. Um, I'm like, I'm I'm not going to go there. I don't think celibate. Well, I wouldn't never say never. Just but, you wait, mate. I'm, we'll get you. We'll, I think I'm turning my group into a cult, and I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> drink um, the Kool Aid. <laughs> but yeah, so the truth basically follows his journey through settling down. Um falling in love finding this beautiful beautiful you know person um immensely happy and basically he cheats on her with her best friend nice and breaks her heart breaks his own fucking heart he has got he can't he can't explain his actions and um he goes into he's he, he basically goes into therapy um, yeah but like a proper rehab facility for like sex and love addiction and it just follows his journey through that, and it. But the reason that I, it's such a great book is because it articulates all of this journey in a way that speaks to you about your own upbringing. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a sex addict. I've never done all this, the stuff that he did, yeah. but it talks about why he got to that place and mm. his upbringing, the trauma that he had within his family, and the journey through healing. Basically, um, yeah. you know, he he came, he comes out tries to make the relationship work, realizes he's got to go and find whatever the, the kind of life that he wants to live, a, a different type of relationship. Monogamy mm. doesn't work for him. And um, he, he, go, he goes through, you know, swinging and, you know, just ev every type of polyamorous relationship you could ever yeah. imagine. And he ends up coming, coming home to, I think, it's described as something called anhedonia, which is like basically being fucking alone. Yeah, and it's in that it's in that space where he ends up sitting for ages, and then he goes out and sees every kind of therapist in the, like there is, you know, tries everything, and yeah, he just he does the fucking work. Yeah, and he realizes where it all comes from, and he ends up. I'm at, yeah, I mean, fucking, I could talk about that. yeah. He basically yeah. ends up going back to her, and they've both done this. They've both been on this these incredible individual journeys. Yeah, um, and. You know, they're as from what I know now, they're married, happy, absolutely just in that dream relationship that I think we all really kind of deep in our hearts fucking want. Yeah, there's no insecurity there because she knows it. Obviously, he's written a book about it as well, so like she knows everything about his swingers parties, his like sex yeah. parties, his polyamorous relationships. Like, there's not many people in the from that I would know that are secure enough to be in a relationship like that, and I think that's sad. Mm. I've always had like if I've had a girlfriend that's like slept with a lot of people and or just been with someone that slept with a lot of people and my friends be like, oh, well, why would you do that? I'm like, mate, why do you care? Like, Yeah, that's, that's fucking misogyny and sexism like fucking wrapped up in one, isn't it? Like, yeah. If, you know, you're, you're the boy if you've shagged however many. And, yeah, and then if a girl know, does it, it's different. It's such a load of bollocks. And like, honestly, people just need to realise like, shag who you want, do whatever you want, don't just lie to people. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy, you shouldn't hey, be receiving judgment for that. She's well practiced and she knows what she's doing. 
fucking yeah. great. As long as you've been safe about it and you know yeah. no one's spreading anything, then fucking yeah, you go don't for it. You just don't want the STIs. That's the main thing. That is is the that main the main thing? thing? I mean, there's probably more to it. But like, <laughs> like you definitely don't want the STIs. But like, even if you do get some, like they're pretty easy to fix. I've heard. <laughs> I've I've heard you can get rid of them pretty quickly if you get them. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my mates. Uh, Name begins with E, rhymes with bed. Told me um, <laughs> <laughs> you can get rid of these things pretty quickly. So that's that's your number one book. That's yeah. that's the that's the one. It was just as I say, it, even though it took takes you on a journey of of extremes of you know the most bizarre kind of sex parties and all this all this stuff that he does. The thing that spoke to me most was his journey into understanding himself. Yeah, and figuring his shit out and. Um, yeah, like there were there were many times throughout that the book where he was talking about relation, like his relationship with his mum and his relationship with his dad, and it just made me go fuck me, like that's like, and you you can just join the dots up in your own life. I felt like it was, a, I felt like it was like being in therapy reading this book. Yeah, so it was Which yeah. is cheaper then. Oh yeah, looks ideal. Absolutely, mate. Okay, nice. And let's go for right, what book do you give to people the most, or or recommend the most, or gift like? When good, yeah, people message out. you, because I'm sure you get quite a lot of messages on on your Instagram, like mm. if people ask for a book recommendation, what what do you say? Like, what's the one book? Um, well, yeah, I haven't shut the fuck up about Neil Strauss's, but other than that, um, I only finished that a week ago, so I've only recommended it to about forty people. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, mate. I mean, The Alchemist is is a cracking book, and I know you you yeah you speak about it and sing its praises yeah. till the cows come home. But um, yeah, The Alchemist is great. Um, what was it? What was it you got from the Alchemist? Like, because th- when I spoke to Sinead about it, she got a completely different side of it to me. She was talking about how all oh, the story of love in it, and I was like, I completely ignored that part. Uh, um, so, what what was like your main takeaway from the Alchemist? It sort of like hit the hit idea you. of a personal legend, you know, mm. on a, and like your own. Um, like that's that's what I feel like. I'm doing with with the stuff like when you feel purpose and you find like the meaning behind what you want what why the fuck you're here um that that for me is this stuff within within kind of like men's like yeah like men's work and and, mm. and this space that I'm trying to kind of facilitate and 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 help myself with as well um you and your podcast you know mm. you've you've found your thing yeah um so yeah that was that that for me was just and and yeah like being able to uh accept things that come your way hardships things that when they happen to you um on the face of it they're fucking shit and mm. you know it ruins your life and you yeah. feel like you don't know what to do with yourself and it's you know it's just redirection it's just it's just throwing your life into another direction and you just keep going yeah. um and that things will things will get better and yeah like it it, it it's not the end of the fucking world if yeah. you know you have all your gold taken by some fucking guy in the desert or yeah, yeah. you know or you know in real life your girlfriend cheats on you and leaves you um yeah hi if she- <laughs> <laughs> camera's, off, camera's off so it's fine um yeah so i was gonna wave to my ex there but <laughs> um no you you have to um like what what people don't realize is when something bad happens like to them or happens in in their lives that path they're on that they thought was so perfect there could have been five bad things waiting for them around the corner on that yeah. particular path that one thing it's not a dead stop 
you hit it and you ricochet off in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole new path. Like that's like what he says in the Midnight Library. It's like there are so many different implications it can have from choosing a different life or having a different life. Um, you could have been with someone when you're 18 and then stayed with them until you're like 21. And you think, yeah, well, I'm going to marry that person. Then you don't. That that could happen. People think, oh my God, it's the end of the world. I'm not going to be in this relationship. Like one of my friends, she's just broken up with her boyfriend for like 10 years. She doesn't know what to do with herself at the moment. I'm like, like what you don't realise is is you've been given a new life. Oh, like mate, you're, can, you can start now. You can understand how fucking scary that is because mm. if it's all you've ever known, yeah. that's built into the fabric of who she is, her identity, mm. her lifestyle, all that shit. Fuck me, that's exciting though. Like once yeah. the once the heartbreak and the, the reality all kind of sets in and, and it's not as years. overwhelming. And, yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's been a few years for me. I'm nearly there. Um, but now, nah, man, it's it's hugely exciting because all of a sudden you can get back in touch with with yourself, figure your own shit out, and ultimately, if a relation a relationship doesn't work, it's because there's a, a lack of compatibility and an inability mm. for those two people to keep walking their path together. Yeah. So, yeah, like. Obviously, hope she's all right, but yeah. she will fucking will be, and yeah. it's super exciting for her. Like it's obviously like a, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and he's like, "Oh, so when someone doesn't reply to your DMs, I think I've spoken about this before." He's like, "Oh, I send loads of DMs to girls, and they're like, well, what do you do if they don't reply?" He goes, "Well, they're obviously not the love of my life, so why would I care?" <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> what, a, like, what a mindset that that's, is. That's quite profound. Um, I mean, the only thing is that I hope he's like you know sliding in respectfully. You know. Yeah, probably not. It's Theo Vaughn. <laughs> he's, he's a dirty Louisianian. If that's dirty how dog. You say. Yeah. Oh, mate. No, that's all right. But fair, yeah. Fair play to him. You know, if they don't reply, if they don't reply. Yeah. I think that's such a nice like, way to look at it. Like, mm. oh, this person pied me. Not the love of my life. It's all right. It, it's such a simple way to just be like, yeah, cool. Move on. Sweet. Oh, but yeah. Difficult to do. Very, very accepting difficult. of just, yeah, okay, cool. Next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably can't do that. If someone doesn't reply to a DM, but I, I'm I'm rarely, rarely, rarely shooting my shot over the DMs because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like I'm a, not that much of an honest bloke that I can open myself up just, to rejection like that. Nah, I've yeah, say so I've I've been so yeah, I've been celibate like for so basically no no shagging and no like talking to girls, no dating yeah. apps, none of that. Was no masturbating, but it was yeah, it's. Too hard. <laughs> yeah. Go start your morning with an M and M. Meditate and masturbate. Rumor M&M, has it. Anyway. Um yeah, but like before that, yeah, DMs, sliding into DMs. Um I think it's just yeah. I I I I wouldn't I wouldn't shoot my shot and do that. Like, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? The whole time, so you do it. I I feel like you know the Ballsy, curling. Yeah. You know the curling that they do in the Winter Olympics. Yes. And they slide that little thing across the floor, a, and and they and they broom and they and they sweep the floor. That's what I feel it's like <laughs> when you shoot your shot on the DM because you send it off and then you're like shit, 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 shit. like you're trying to curl it into the right place. Oh yeah. And, and then, then it, it gets to that point and just keeps going and goes off the end. You got the crowd going <laughs> on. They're like, oh, he's missed. He's fucked it. Or. You're there, you're banging the centre, you knock the other person out. I was going to say, if a few other guys are in there, you've just like like banged them out of the way and you've ended yeah. right on the money. Yeah, and what, the one thing that annoys me about that so much is a lot of people just shoot little lies in there. And actually, mm. do you know what? I'm going I'm to set some people straight here. So when you slide into people's DMs, right, because some people slide into my DMs and they ask me how my day was. Firstly, 
why do you care? Who who cares how my day was? I don't even care how my day was. The initial conversation is because you want to fuck them. Yeah. Like that's that, and that's not being grotesque. That mm. is, whenever you are attracted to someone. Yeah. Like it's a, a human, like a, like an animal response, yeah, though, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like you, you look at someone, you know immediately you want to fuck them, and yeah. there's a reason why you're messaging them. Yeah. And and like I'll have it. Like someone be like, oh, how's your day? I'm like, yeah, like it was all right. Probably pretty shit actually. Why? Like. And I'd, I'd, they're not being honest. Yeah, they're not showing up and fucking saying, "I think you're fit." Yeah, and I'll say that, and like, "Oh, fit's a bit of a weird word." I'm not. Well, at least I'm telling the truth. Like, I'm sorry, my vocabulary doesn't quite, you know, stretch to impress you, and maybe you're not fucking loving my life. Do you want to check or what? <laughs> yeah, 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 basically. So all all I'm saying to people is like, when if you are going to slide into someone's DMs, like, come armed with something better than asking them how their day was. And I think that's one of the things that puts me off, like speaking to someone quite consistently, is I, it's my own shit. But I find it quite intrusive when someone wants to know about my day. Like yeah. my parents will ask me how I am. I'm like, why? Why you? Why do you care? Why do you care about me? <laughs> so that's, that's that's. But that's that's it's the weird. message you send your missus when you've mm. been dating for a while. Hi, darling, how's your day? Yeah, it's not right. even. Like, <laughs> I mean, you might not. Yeah, like, no. Like, like okay. I like, when I speak to them, like, if there's something <laughs> worth noting, like, especially around now, like when people are talking, when it's like people are locked in, like locked down, like, oh, how's your day? Literally the same as yesterday. Mm. What about you? Oh, yeah, actually, funnily enough mine was the exact same as well yeah. and it's such a weird dynamic that people ask each other how their day was like oh so how's your day then uh, fine yeah Why? you just want to say like okay should we just cut the bullshit and actually ask each other what we want to fucking what say what we want to say yeah yeah that's what you want to do like look i'm gonna be completely honest here sometimes like if i see someone that's like really fit on instagram sometimes i i will literally send a message like because i know it brightens people's days i'm like look I am not trying to chirp you at all. Firstly, because you don't want to get involved in all of this. Lies. No, no, no. <laughs> I say like I'm not. I'm not trying to chirps, but you look decent, or like nice. you're looking real well. Like, how's that work out for you? Like genuinely, like, does like it work all right? genuinely, they're like, oh, ha, 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 thank you. And nice. then, and then I like I will not pursue it further because for me, like I'm trying to move away. Like. I was going to it's, say, it's that very sounds ad- like you're planting the seed, though, it's very- for, late, for like a little <laughs> bit of communication later on. I was like, he's playing the long game. That sounds smart. <laughs> it's, um, it may be arrogant of me to think that maybe if I message someone, they'll want to be my girlfriend. But oh, yeah. <laughs> very arrogant of me to think, but I obviously don't you're think You're just going to get very disappointed a lot of yeah, the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe maybe I'm kind of protecting myself by saying, look, I'm not trying to chat you up, but um, I think you're fit. Yep. Because and also, that's just nice to give a compliment. Yeah. When I shave my head. And I was like, hey, guys, I've shaved my head. Um, I was going to not do stories, but here it is. And then, like, some people are like, oh, my God, you look great. And I was like, oh, guys, stop it. Yeah. Thanks. But, like, they weren't, like, saying, oh, you look great. Do you want to go and get a drink? It was just like, oh, you look you look good. I yeah. think that's a nice thing for that's people to nice say. That's a nice little ego boost. Yeah. Like, that's one that, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's nothing more. It's nothing. No one's looking for anything. Yeah. No one's looking to tie you down. It's just, no. you look fit, mate. Nice head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice bold head, brother. Um, nice so, dome, mate. Yeah. So, so that was the alchemist. <laughs> yeah, that was the alchemist. Oh, yeah, little tangent there. That little was tangent there. Um, what have we got next? Uh, Actually, no, no, no. no. So, um, I'll come back to the books. Okay. When do you read? Like, you work, you work full time. You're running this account. What's, what's your routine to to keep reading up? Uh, I've actually recently started reading at work. So shout out to my colleague who I don't know. Do you know Robbie Brown? Do you remember Robbie? No. Nah. So he was old, old military guy. I thought you might know him because he, um, he's like he's like fifty five. 
used to, oh, no, used to work in tanks. If anyone speaks to me, I don't. I don't. Speak, don't. I, I don't <laughs> speak about it. You need. Yeah, you needed to have been open to conversations yeah, to get yeah. to know your colleagues. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I sit next to a guy called Robbie, and he reads like all the time that the phones are dialing. Yeah. So you know, he plows through books. And, I used um, to do that. Yeah, I've just, I've just started doing that. And you know, if you're having a quiet day and people aren't picking up the phone, you can literally read like half a book in a day. Yeah, ideal. Like, so yeah, and I love it. And um, but I, I did take on your kind of advice as well around self-help books. So books that you're kind of reading to upskill and develop yourself. Read those in small doses and don't read them before you go to sleep because they get mm. your brain absolutely ticking over. Mm. And you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll listen to an audio book and I'll listen to a novel as I'm going to sleep. Yeah. So yeah, I've usually got two or three books on the go and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. New schlag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, it, it's, like I didn't realize that I liked reading so much until I started thinking about it. Like coming started on here reading, yeah, it's amazing. It is mad, isn't it? Yeah. Like because that's I think that's the reason that I do this is because I find it so bizarre that I spent so long not doing it. Yeah. Like I can sit down twenty minutes, knock a chapter out, or like sit down twenty minutes. Like it's you've you've taken maybe ten percent out of the book or mm. like fifteen percent out of the book, and that's just twenty minutes. And people overestimate how much time it takes to read for 20 minutes yeah people think it's going to take them maybe an hour to do that but like 15 minutes a day someone asked me the other day like oh so um i really struggle to take like time and i was like mm. 10 10 minutes a day 15 minutes a day 14 and a half minutes is apparently is like one percent of your day i just think it's just bullshit like it is it's the it's the fucking story that people tell themselves when they haven't got time to there are very few people in the world who haven't got time to do the shit they say they haven't got time to do. Yeah. They actually just don't have structures in place or don't live a lifestyle where they prioritize themselves. Yeah. It's just they are at the bottom of their own priority list every day. And whilst they won't understand, they'll probably deny that or try and argue, no, 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 I do this. And yeah. like, you know, no, actually, you, you fucking don't. Like, what yeah. do you actually do for yourself, for your own headspace, your own education, your own fun every day that is selfish? And like, yeah, reading is one of those things. Yeah. Um, I haven't got the time you're a liar yeah <laughs> you can wake up 15 minutes earlier if you get straight into a book as soon as you wake up like not only is it a calming way to wake up so that if you're like me my thoughts go mad i wake up i read i'm putting my brain to something like and then i'll meditate yeah i'll do a brain dump after i've read of like just write things down that are like prominent in my head and then and then i'll meditate so Love i'm not that not getting up straight away and then trying to meditate and clear my mind i'm sort of like giving my mind something to think about wake it up so i'm not going to then fall asleep in the meditation yeah and then there's there's that like capture method so when these thoughts like come into your head whatever they are you just jot them down um, how, how many times have you ever had a wicked dream and then not remembered it like you, you yeah. forget it like I, I love the idea of like actually whilst something is on your brain doesn't have to be a dream yet it could be yeah. whatever is you're trying to be quite mindful and manage what's going on in your head. Yeah. Getting it out onto paper is a process that works. Yeah. So that's awesome. I've, um, I've, I do that with like stuff I need to say to people. I feel if it enters my head three times, I have to just get it out. Mm. And that really helps because I get anxious about things. Like I'll think, oh my God, I need to say this, but I don't know when I'm going to say this. And if I think about that three times, I'm like, right, Ed, let's go. Let's get that out there because yeah. it's not serving you very well just being in your head. And, when, and even if that's something that I want to do, if I'm thinking in the day, I'm like, oh, well, 
I I need just to like send this email, but I know I don't want to do it. And then I'll think about it like two hours later. And I'm like, oh, here it is. And then <laughs> comes in two hours later and I'm like, well, let's just get it out of the way. And you do it and you realize it was absolutely no trouble at all. Because in hindsight, everything's so much easier. That's just reminded me of something. So another book I've started reading and haven't finished is, um, is it The War of Art? Oh, the Stephen Pressfield one. Yeah, yes, you've got, yeah, you've got yeah. a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. And the first chapter is basically dedicated to it's called resistance mm. so the, the concept of the book is like overcoming your kind of creative barriers and like yeah. succeeding and doing whatever you want to do yeah um and yeah the first chapter is is like just all about this idea of resistance yeah. and how you if you resist anything so anything that you know you need to do whether it's something that is productive or you know serves you or even if it's just a fucking task that you really don't want to yeah. do it's an annoying thing and it just talks about how resistance is, um, it doesn't discriminate. It shows up like no matter what it is, like it, yeah. it will turn up, it will show up every single day in your life and it will cause you to procrastinate. It's the thing that wants you to basically play small and not fucking move forward. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, big procrastinator. And um, I think it was, I think it was Shona actually, Shona Virtue. I saw her once describe procrastination as a form of self-harm. Mm. And that's stayed with me since I heard her say that. And um, yeah, so like resist whenever something comes up and I can feel myself procrastinating now, the word resistance just pops into my head. And I go like, you're fucking resisting this, James. And it actually gets me off yeah, my yeah. ass. And stuff. I've read a quarter of the book. I don't know yeah. what the rest of it is going to be gold, but even just yeah, that yeah, first yeah. bit, it's, it's quality. So Something like that will stick with you. And they say like, oh, what you resist persists. Yeah. And it is, it is so true. When, like, it's like crying. Yeah. You the the less you cry, the more you're building up, the more it's gonna blow when it finally comes out. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, I haven't actually started that that book yet, but I am excited to get into it, especially if that's what the first chapter is like, because for me, resistance, like we've spoken about it like mm. the, with the goals thing. Yeah. Like guess what I've written down this month for October? A goal. Oh, six of them. Get out. Yeah, yeah. Mate, three weeks ago. You literally told me you would not, you like you no, you were like no, don't do goals. Not I doing don't it. set goals. I'm not doing it. Like yeah. you were like it was quite funny. I thought I've touched a nerve here. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, honestly, like when I had um, Greg McEwen on the podcast, he was like, "What is it in your life that's important to you that you're not doing?" And I was like, "Hey, fuck off, nosy." <laughs> <laughs> What's it got to do with you, mate? This is my podcast. But like and. And like that shows up every time. Like people ask me what I want to do with my life. I'm like, well, I don't know. Why do you want to know? Mm. Like I can't, I can't get it out. So I wrote down a few things. So like learning French, I'm going to do at least five minutes of Duolingo every day. Get the French in. Cause I was doing Spanish, bored of it. That'll help you. And ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sudoku. Love it. I'm going to do 20 Sudoku puzzles over October. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. And then what else did I put in there? I can't remember. Oh, I've, I'm writing a sample chapter of a book, so I want to finish that by the end of the month. The sample chapter. Well, you're like writing a book? Yeah, yeah. Mate, that's amazing. Yeah, is, well, it, is it your autobiography? Nah. Okay. So. <laughs> kind of. Kind of, but like not at is all. Is the main character called Ned? Yes, Ted. <laughs> Ted. Ted uh, something Unningham. <laughs> Ted Wood Roos of Nunningham. <laughs> Love it. Um, no, so yeah, I want to I write a sample chapter of that. And it's about the topic that I resist speaking about the most. So, oh, okay. And I was about to say, what is it? But you won't yeah. say. Well, like I don't know. It's my experience with the military. 
Like, oh yeah, nice. It's something I I don't talk about because I was speaking to my friend Bronte the other day. Shout out Bronte. Um, and she's like, oh, you never talk about the Marines, and I was like, mm. yeah, I don't. Don't ask me. And then I was like, actually, no, come on, Ed. like show yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. So I did, and I spoke about it, and I was like, right, well, this is this is gonna be part of the book that I write, so I may as well start. So I literally, I I was uh, in the summer house in the corner of my garden over there, and it was a Friday night, and I was about halfway through a joint, and I was like today's this it's go time so i put the joint down went inside started writing knocked out like 1500 words fuck yeah. fair play yeah that's so, amazing yeah there's your exclusive for today everyone um but you can i'll send you the sample chapter because i need some people to read it to critique it hey i'm honored would love to yeah yeah so that's uh i don't know how we got onto that topic but where are we what are we talking about like, <laughs> i feel so vulnerable <laughs> mate it's fine we're just I love it. It's there. So we got um, final book. Let's go for this third book. Um, right, yeah. Alchemist was good. Neil Strauss. Um, oh, God, I don't know. Uh, Do you talk about Ego is the Enemy? You said you read this this year. Yeah. How did you find that? What, um, was it new to you or it was all pretty... Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd done a fair bit of, like, I, I knew about the ego, you know, yeah, I, sort yeah. of, I knew about it as a concept and, um, yeah, found it, found it really interesting, actually. Again, I, I listened to it. And I think actually it's one that I need to read. I think I need to go back and yes, reread yeah, yeah. it. Um, so yeah, just found it, it was, it, it was just one of those that's, it's really in, like intense to listen to. Yeah. And yeah, again, difficult to consume it all. Um, like you have to do it in small doses. Yeah. So but yeah, it, it definitely speaks to you. You know, all of the examples it gives people um, of you know great leaders in the past and <clears throat> how actually they were fucking shit at being whether it was like generals in the army or whatever. But and it was their egos that stopped them. Like we've all mm. got egos, and they're like, I think reading it made me like like really dislike my ego a lot. Yeah. But, um, and the reason well, it says ego is the enemy that's that's the thing yeah and he's like right it's you against your ego and really you've kind of you can't escape it so you must work with it yeah i think that's it as well i almost wanted to reject mine afterwards but actually mm. it's learning how to like make friends with it and sort of recognize where it's it's showing up mm. in your life like I've, I've spent a lot of my life um kind of acting out of ego um, yeah spent spent a lot of a lot of time in my life um yeah, just being driven and motivated by external validation and, yeah, just doing things that I wouldn't be doing if I was being honest and, and being true to myself and my heart. And, yeah, like, it just makes you yeah. realise that there's this little there's this little part of you that we've all got inside us. It's evil bastard. Little fucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I think, yeah, it does, it does help you identify what it is because everyone hears the word ego and they just think arrogance. They think, yeah. oh, you've got a big ego. And it's just obviously a far more complicated um, concept than that. And um, it, I think reading it really gives you a sense of understanding yourself. So yeah, um, yeah, fucking phenomenal book. But yeah. definitely need to reread it again and just take my time with it. Yeah, I did that with The Obstacle Is The Way, another Ryan Holiday book. I listened to it and then I've re reread it. Yeah. Um, and it, it is better when you read it, I think. Obviously, mm. I'd say that because... I'm, I'm here to encourage reading but um <laughs> we're coming up to the hour point and that was mate, i've really enjoyed that chat yeah man it's um, quality isn't it where where can the people find you i know we've had a little plugs in plugs in here a few times but um number one place of course for you is the instagram which is at the honest bloke 
just yeah at the honest bloke uh, I, I yeah i've got a, i've got a page on facebook but i haven't really started utilizing it or, or no. using that it's just there to kind of reshare content but um but also yeah come find me on um instagram and again that like i think for the men obviously come and come and join because like just hopefully you'll you'll likely and hopefully find some stuff that you connect with and, and yeah. you know you like the content but also actually the women who are, again similar to yours i think i've got like 70 percent female yeah. following and um i think the reason for that is because women connect with and don't resist the content as much yes. and also a lot of it is just actually as i said before like it's very relatable on a human element like yeah so um yeah just come and give me a follow and yeah if you're a bloke come and get involved in the society like it's it's i love it I yeah absolutely love it it is good it's nice to see your face when you talk about it as well like you're just so passionate and i think one of my favorite things about this is this is gonna challenge the stereotype of the middle class male like yeah. the, the like straight middle class male or like the straight white middle class male like it's just, it's just like this is it seems like men are becoming the enemy at the moment and it frustrates me and then I look into why it frustrates me mm -hmm. and I'm like because I used to behave like the people that these people are saying are bellends yeah and I'm like well I I really want to like encourage more people like this is why I like reading because it's made me more open and honest and we need to obviously work together as humans and the more blokes that are honest blokes it just means everyone's going to get along a lot better and there's going to be less animosity so let's try and turn that 100 people into 100 million and get them in the group and just change all are it. welcome all are welcome yeah man be, yeah love it so yeah just come and come and give it a follow and then request to join the group and we've got all kinds of we've got all kinds of cool stuff popping up in there at the moment <laughs> like we've got um yeah, so we're starting starting a, like a weekly. I call it like the weekly warrior challenge, which starts tomorrow, and it's just gonna be a new thing that we do every single week. Hopefully, just picking up like new habits that help support. So you know, not everyone in there is gonna be meditating, having cold showers every day, um, you know, gratitude journaling, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. so the goal is to implement a new new challenge every week, and week one kicking off, which you've wonderfully agreed to go in with is, oh, yeah, is, is cold showers so yeah we're thought, gonna we're gonna have one together after this yeah actually. we are basically <laughs> we're all just it's yeah no it's not like that at all <laughs> um yeah so we're kicking kicking that off this week so get into like oh yeah just get in as soon as you can there'll be obviously whenever this episode comes out there'll be all kinds of cool shit going on in there. there'll be a few more challenges done but yeah so thank mate thank you very much for coming on it's been a real pleasure mate thank you having very much for having me on to read yeah love it mate so Cheers, mate. um yeah shout out to everyone just go and follow at the honest bloke on instagram and we've got 15 seconds less until it's an hour and i wanted to just make sure it's bang on so i hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have make sure you give us a five-star review on apple podcast thank you very much for listening in. i hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i did now you'll see in the description of course you can find james at the honest bloke on instagram and everything you need for him We'll be there. You can keep up to date with everything that I'm doing. You can join his closed Facebook group through the link there. I'll put the link in my description for that as well. Now, final word from our sponsors. we got Pure Sports CBD. Now, if you head to puresportcbd.com, you can run through their quiz. If you don't understand what CBD is, it is a chemical that is found in the marijuana plant 
oh, which sounds quite scary, but guess what? It's not. It's been tested. There's no THC. There's no psychoactive tendencies with this. You just get all the good stuff. I'm talking anxiety relief, better sleep, anti-inflammatory benefits, but don't just take my word for it. Go and read the science. Go and find out which products would be best for you. And that is at puresportcbd.com. And if you decide you want to get something, then guess what? You get 20% off. It's a need to read 20 and you get 20% off. Do you want me to say it one more time? No, I won't bother. So thank you very much for listening to the episode. James, if you're listening, it was an absolute pleasure. Take it easy, everyone. Bye-bye.